0: Murder on the Music Scene has rebranded. We are now going by the name Mysterious-ish. Join us for Season 2 of Mysterious-ish, where we will be discussing conspiracy theories such as time travel and aliens. Season 2 premieres March 22nd with two new episodes. Murder on the Music Scene contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Murder on the Music Scene, the podcast where a music educator and a music enthusiast discuss the deaths of musicians and the mysteries surrounding them. I'm Caitlin. I'm Erica. And today we're going to be discussing the death of Aaliyah, Mm. whom um, I apparently only know one song of, and I'm sorry, I tried. I listened to, like, a bunch of her songs last night, and she's good. She's a good singer. Mm. But I really only know the one.
1: I'm sorry. I don't think I know any. The
0: one that has the, like, baby crying in it. You know what I'm talking about? Hold on. Like, I've known of her for a long time. I just don't think I ever really listened to her. It's called Are You That Somebody? I'm definitely cutting this out so we don't get copyrighted, but it's fine. Do you know that one, though? No. Oh, okay. That first part kind of sounded familiar, but, like... The melody is very familiar, yeah. but I forgot that song existed until I was looking, like doing my research on her, and I listened to it and I was like, oh, I do know this song. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, maybe I know more of hers. Nope. Wrong. <laughs> no. Sure don't. <laughs> That's it. Just the one. Sorry, guys. It's fine. She's amazing, though. Mm-hmm. Her voice is phenomenal. So should we, should we just talk about her? Uh (laughs) We're just fucking Sims now. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Because we should just make that our You know, I used to do that with my students. I used to, like, when I would fuck up my words like that, I would just start rambling and start saying random ass sounds. And they literally... (laughs) It's funny because high schoolers have this, like, blank death face in the mornings and then when i did something like that i think they literally thought they were having a stroke because they were like did she just speak english <laughs> I'm sorry if any of my students are listening to this right now i'm so sorry sorry you had to deal with me <laughs> shall we uh... you should have been like did you guys get that i did <laughs> I always did. I literally would be like, I'd be like, and then in a, I, did you get that? You know what I mean? <laughs> some of them, some of them hated me and I know it, but it's fine. <laughs> if, if you're, if all of your students love you when you're a teacher, you're not doing it right. You're right. You gotta have some haters. Mm. Aaliyah thought so too. <laughs> Let's talk about Aaliyah. <laughs> Smooth. (laughs) I like that. Here we go. (laughs) Okay. Man, I should, I should, like, be a teacher or something that, like, deals with (laughs) transitions. Okay, so, Aaliyah Dana Houghton was born on January 16th, 1979 in Brooklyn, New York. Her parents were Diane and Michael, or Miguel, I guess. I don't really know why they called him Miguel. Whatever. So, her parents were Diane and Michael- um, little ditty about Mike and Diane. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> Anyways, she did have an older brother named Rashad, um, who she was very close to throughout her life. Um, I couldn't find exactly what her parents did before Aaliyah became famous, but it looks like they both managed her career and produced her music once she did become famous. All right, mom and dad. Lots of family involvement in this case. I like that. Jealous. So yeah. there is like very minimal information on her parents. Um, her older brother Rashad, however, would become a writer, actor, singer, and filmmaker. All right, Rashad, <laughs> <laughs> quadruple threat up in this bitch. <laughs> but I'm um, all about, right. <laughs> but this episode is not about Rashad. Okay, yeah, it's so, about sorry, Rashad. Sorry, sorry. Let's bring it back. Yeah, to Aaliyah. Aaliyah. God. Sorry. I gotta go. <laughs> I need to go to bed or something. <laughs> okay. Same. So, Aaliyah's name means the highest, most exalted one. Oh. And was the female version of the Arabic name Ali. Okay. Prince Ali. honey, Ba, That's a good one. That's a good one. Love me so a lot. Anyways. So, Aaliyah loved her name. She was so proud of it. And she said that she always strove to live up to the highest, most exalted one. And um, she's right. Her name is beautiful. I love it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> it's kind of unique. It I is. think.
1: I think there's only... I don't even know if there's a person around
0: here that I know of. I know um, uh, one girl whose name is Aaliyah, and I'm pretty sure it's spelled exactly like this, and she graduated with my, my brothers. Yeah. I think she's the only one that I, like... No. Yeah, it's very unique. Mm -hmm. It's pretty. I like it. So, everywhere I read said that Aaliyah was enrolled in voice lessons basically as soon as she could talk. Same. You're taking a peek into my children's lives. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, (laughs) She would perform at weddings, in the church choir, and at various charity events. Rashad recalls Aaliyah having a beautiful voice as a child and, like, as an adult. She had a beautiful Had it in beautiful? Uh There's that stroke again. (laughs) That (laughs) damn stroke. I hate it here. Okay. Uh, I don't know what I was talking about. So when Aaliyah was five years old, the Hottons moved to Detroit, Michigan, where she attended a Catholic school called Jesu Elementary, except it might be Gesu because it's or Gesu. I don't fucking know. It's spelled G-E-S-U. Elementary. Uh huh. So when she was in the first grade, um, Aaliyah was cast in the school play Annie. I couldn't find what part she was cast as, but wouldn't surprise me if she was cast as Annie. Annie. She had the voice for it. So this is where Annie's, Annie's... <laughs> fuck. <laughs> this is where Aaliyah's passion for entertaining began. well, I fucking you it here. <laughs> want to go home you are home (laughs) i know (laughs) so (laughs) i did find that michael began quote working in the warehouse business alongside diane's brother barry hankerson who is now a record producer and music label owner slash manager and it looks like diane was a stay-at-home mom and she very much her life very much revolved around Aaliyah's career. I, uh, I have no idea what warehouse business means. No fucking idea. Not a clue. Erica's giving me a face. What are you thinking a little bit what I'm thinking? <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a, like a, like a little bit drugs. Yeah. Like a little bit drugs. Just a little bit. Just maybe some, like, light marijuana. You yeah, know. Maybe just... some cocaine. A little bit of meth. <laughs> I don't know. I legit don't
1: know. The dankiest, (laughs) the dankiest stuff.
0: Wait, dank in like a good way or dank in like a okay, okay, okay. See, dank has two meanings. It does, and it very much
1: depends. Not gonna lie, when people people used to tell me like some dank ass weed, I'm like, huh? Then I don't want
0: it. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And they're like, no, like it's good, and I'm like.
0: You have to... There's a tone to it. You can't be like, oh, that's dank. You have to be like, oh, that's dank! (laughs) You know? I know. (laughs) Okay, so, uh, drugs. Anyways. (laughs) Um, So, Aaliyah's entire family was very tight-knit, which led to ties in the music industry, i.e. Blackground... Yes, I said Blackground Records label, which was owned by... Barry Hankerson, Aaliyah's uncle. So, at the time, Barry Hankerson, Aaliyah's uncle, was an entertainment lawyer who was married to Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight is literally called the Empress of Soul. So, um, she's a little important. She's like, there's like Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul. And then there's Gladys Knight, the Empress of Soul.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then there's like the heir apparent, of soul. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, I don't know. Anyways. Uh, so, Lone Miss Aaliyah got to travel with Gladys and work with an agent in New York for commercials and TV shows. She actually auditioned to be Judy Winslow. Well, I almost said Wilson. Judy Winslow in Family Matters. But unfortunately, she was not given the part. So, in 1989, she appeared on the show Star Search, which was basically American Idol, but in the late 80s, early 90s. And she sang My Funny Valentine, which every single Grey's Anatomy fan should know. And if you don't, watch all 16- wait, all 18 seasons again. Okay. So, I listened to this performance. I found it online. And, um, damn. That little girl is- 100% classically trained. She has a beautiful voice. Even at fucking 10 years old. She was 10 when she sang this. And oh my god. I literally like full body chills the whole time. Beautiful voice. If you watch this video, first of all, watch this video. I'll put it on the blog. I'm looking at the microphone, talking to the listeners. Because that's the only way that I can tell you what to do. (laughs) Well... Aaliyah lost this competition, unfortunately, but it did not stop her from achieving her dreams. So did this a dog win. What? Listen,
1: <laughs> that's how I feel like American Idol is anymore. What rigged? Yes, like dogs win. Don't get me wrong, we all love a cute dog, but it's like American Idol, yes. Yes, I can't remember what season it was, but I was going for this... I think it was, like, a dude. I was going for this dude. I was rooting for him because I used to watch American Idol all the time. And I was like, bet, he's going to win. I was like, that dog's really cute. But, like, where's it going to go? You know? And the dog won.
0: Like, legitimately? Yeah, like,
1: the, the final, like, the winner, the winner, like, it won.
0: Like, the very last, like... Let's... Oh, my God. The dog that won... American Idol. Singing dog wins America's heart. I need to take my dog to American Idol. <laughs> I almost said America's idol. America's idol. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I think you're right. I didn't listen to the person who did win, but um, they had to be pretty fucking good for Aaliyah to not win. Hmm. But she didn't let this get her down. So this is when Aaliyah began auditioning for several record labels. She was 11 years old when she was auditioning for record labels to sign her. Um, Her mother decided that Aaliyah would be known as just that. Just Aaliyah. Aaliyah. She became the Cher or the Madonna of her own time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Aaliyah would appear in several concerts alongside Gladys Knight. So this girl is getting a super early start. She's like 11 and already doing the damn thing. So, in 1991, Aaliyah's grandma passed away. I said that very enthusiastically, and I'm sorry. Let me say it a little more somber. Yeah. In 1991, Aaliyah's grandmother passed away. (laughs) Sorry. She was very close to her grandmother and (laughs) said that she always wanted to hear Aaliyah sing. Years later, Aaliyah said that she would think of her grandma every time she fell into a depression
1: car
0: i know sad 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 i'm gonna be a freaking mess when my grandma passes away like i'm literally me too out of commit (laughs) you bitch (laughs) (laughs) as they're both gone (laughs) listen this got got dark all right uh so alia was often teased in school for being short she's fun size yeah being short is like the stupidest reason to be made fun of like it really is like, all right, fucking, well, how's the weather up there then? Huh? Exactly. You never had to deal with being made fun of for being short because you're, you've always been fucking taller than everybody. <laughs> I, but in real, okay, but realistically,
1: I'm not that tall. All right. I'm like five seven. <laughs> okay. But
0: like, that's still on the taller end. No, it really you're is You're tall enough to be a model. I'm just saying, because I could not, I could not be a model because I'm only five four. I'm too short. I would literally... You
1: have to have be a certain, a certain yes. size to be a model? Did you
0: not watch America's Next Top Model? No. Girl, let's watch it. It's super problematic, but I fucking love me <laughs> yeah. some Tyra Banks. <laughs> I do. Tyra Banks. Yeah. She's a queen. She She's a queen. It's super problematic. The whole, like, modeling industry in, like, the early 2000s, super problematic. Oh, what yeah, the fuck? for sure. <laughs> but... <laughs> I couldn't be a model. They'd be, like... You, have you ever
1: seen Scary Movie 5 with Ashley Tisdale? Oh, yeah. You know, where she eats the one single cherry, cherry, uh, Cheerio? Mm-hmm. And then she goes and throws throws it up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't do that.
0: Me neither. I need,
1: I'll, probably the whole box of Cheerios. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Same. Except not Cheerios and, like, Oreos. Ooh. I have Oreos upstairs.
1: Ooh. They're pretty good.
0: They're, They're pretty good. The dark chocolate cream? Do you like dark chocolate? No. Oh. I think mm-hmm. it's too bitter. The... I like them bitter. Mm -mm. Why do you hate yourself? Um, because I am bitter. And so everything I consume has to match my soul. You know what? That, I'll take it. Okay. That's that's good. That's good. That's, that's fair. There's a lot of banter in this episode. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. Let's continue. (laughs) I don't know what we were even talking about. Being short. That's how we, how did we get there? (laughs) Okay, Got so it. she eventually did accept her her stature, which is not an issue, um, but her mother would often compliment her and tell her to just be herself and, like, fuck them haters. Anyways, she did have a few haters, but of them, Aaliyah said, quote, You always have to deal with people who are jealous, but there were so few it didn't even matter. The majority of kids supported me, which was wonderful. When it comes to dealing with negative people, I just let it in one ear and out the other. Those people were invisible to me. She also said, The most important thing is to think highly of yourself, because if you don't, no one else will. And she is very correct. Get rid of all that negativity. Mm -hmm. All of it. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good on her for being able to put up with the haters. Fuck them. So Aaliyah eventually auditioned for... Detroit High School for the Fine and Performing Arts, where she sang Ave Maria, which Wikipedia made sound so impressive. Quote, Aaliyah sang the song Ave Maria in its entirety in the Italian language. Given that she was like probably 13 or 14, that's pretty impressive, but this is pretty standard for entering any school of performing arts. I sang two very classical songs for my college audition. One was in French, but I was also, like, 17 at the time. So, and French is very hard. But it is very typical to be required to sing in a different language, especially when you're entering, like, a performing arts school. But also, Wikipedia needs to get their shit together because um, the, the version of Ave Maria that they had linked, you know how, like, Wikipedia has, like, the, the hyperlinks, like, certain words, you know? That link that they have connected to it That's not Italian. That's German. Oh. So, uh, get your shit together. Wikipedia, what the hell? Um, she did more than likely sing the German one, though, because it is written for a mezzo-soprano, which she was. Um, but there are, like, approximately a bajillion versions of Ave Maria. (laughs) So, there's, like, the Italian one, the German one, there's, like, a Latin... Few, like, whatever. Anyways, the point there was that Wikipedia fucked up. Moving on. So, Aaliyah believed that education was very important, and even though her career was beginning to take off, she maintained a perfect 4.0 GPA throughout high school. I was not starting my career. I literally was working at a nursing home in the kitchen in high school, and I could not maintain a 4.0 GPA. How did- I- she- whatever. Whatever. I can't. Um, she was a self-proclaimed perfectionist and a very good student. She was also a very good role model for aspiring musicians. Quote, I always wanted to maintain that. Even in high school, when I first started to travel, I wanted to keep that 4.0. Being in the industry, you know, I didn't want kids to think, oh, I can just sing and forget about school. I think it's very important to have an education and even more important to have something to fall back on. Her own backup plan was to teach music history or to open her own school to teach that or drama. She said, quote, when you pick a career, it has to be something that you love. So that's that's what I'm doing though. I'm trying, Aaliyah. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're doing we're Trying to pick a career that we love. age to twenty four. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> this, this freaking like 13, 14-year-old already had it, like, whatever. I fucked up and didn't have a backup plan. Here I am. (laughs) Still trying to figure it out. So, Aaliyah is correct. Um, Have something to fall back on. Any of my, like, students or anyone who has not gone to college or graduated high school yet, if you are listening, first of all, I'm so sorry for all of the profanity. And also- Have something to fall back on. Always. Have a plan. Because when you go to college for something, do it for a year and discover that you actually hate it. You'll also hate yourself for not realizing it sooner or having a backup plan. It's fine. I'm fine. How are you, Erica? How are you doing? You okay? (laughs) It's fine. We're just in the middle of a... Mm. An um, existential crisis. Yeah, it's what is it, the quarter life crisis? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I'm one year. Stop! <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey,
0: do you realize that you could have already had your quarter life? Like, you could have already been there. Let's not talk about it. I don't want to die. I don't want to either. <laughs> Fine. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, so, when Aaliyah was 12 years old, let me, let me say that one more time when she in case you didn't hear it. Yeah. When Aaliyah was 12 years old. Or she was 13. No, hey! <laughs> she was 12. She was signed to her Uncle Barry's record label, which was called Jive Records. And enter to the scene. R. Kelly. hmm mm-hmm. Boo! Mm-hmm. Fuck mm-hmm. that guy! Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, he was introduced to Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. She was 12. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine I this went well. I can't imagine. So, um, R. Kelly became Aaliyah's mentor, and he helped produce her de- debut album, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. This this album was released when she was 14. hmm 14! Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna keep screaming. It's fine. <sighs> So the song Back and Forth topped the Billboard Hot R&B slash hip-hop songs for three weeks, and the title track of the album reached number 75 on the Hot 100. The whole album debuted at number 24 on the Billboard 200 chart and peaked at number 18, selling over 3 million copies in the U.S. So she's doing pretty good for her debut album. Mm. This album was released in 1994. Mm-hmm. Erica is covering her face because she already knows that I'm going to scream. <laughs> okay, so Aaliyah was 15 when the album was released. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly was 27. Mm-hmm. A full-grown man. Mm-hmm. He was a full-grown man and she was a fucking child. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's 12-year age gap. 12 years. Okay, between a grown-ass man and... And a literal child. Yes. So later that year, in 1994, there were reports that Aaliyah and R. Kelly- Let me lean back away from the microphone- Had gotten married! Yes. You are correct. I can't talk about this, or I'm literally going to scream and, like, start throwing things. So, the marriage was annulled after two fucking years because her parents were like, No, this is stupid. So anyways, so, R. Kelly sucks- you fucking nasty! Throw him in a cell forever and treat him the way he treated those poor young girls. Yes. Fuck that guy. Okay, moving on. So, 1996. It's not the remix to ignition. <laughs> yeah, it sucks because that's a really good song. It is. Fun. So, 1996, Aaliyah left Jive Records and signed with Atlantic Records, where she worked with Timbaland and The One. I don't know. Missy Elliott, yeah, oh, I queen. swear to God. I swear to God. Have you seen her recently?
1: We love Missy, and Missy Elliott.
0: Have you seen her recently? No. She
1: aged backwards.
0: She's... I love that woman. Same. She's amazing. Yes. Um. So Timbaland and Missy Elliott helped her produce... Helped Aaliyah produce her second album, which was called One in a Million. Missy Elliott says that she and Timbaland were nervous to work with Aaliyah because... Aaliyah had already released a debut album, but um, Missy Elliott and Timbaland had not. They were just starting out, which is kind of adorable given both of their success now. But I get it. It'd be like us trying to work with, like, My Favorite Murder or And That's Why We Drink or Wine and Crime. Right. Or Morbid. I'm just listing all of the podcasts that I listen to. It's fine. So, um... meh. <laughs> One in a million also peaked at number 18 on the Billboard 200 and also sold 3 million copies in the U.S. And over 8 million copies worldwide. Mm. So I know that the numbers are, like, exact for both her first and second album. Like, both of them peaked at number 18 on the Billboard 200 and both sold 3 million copies in the U.S. But that's what I found in every single article I read, so I guess it's just a coincidence I I don't know. I don't know. So, Aaliyah graduated high school in 1997 with her 4.0 GPA and began her acting career that same year. She actually played herself in New York Undercover, which was a police drama series. And she also participated in a charity concert called the Children's Benefit Concert at the Beacon Theater in New York. She became the spokesperson for Tommy Hilfiger Corp... Hilfiger... (laughs) Whoa. Is it
1: Figure or Hilfiger? I think
0: it's figure. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. Or Tommy California. Hilfiger Corporation, where they sold 2,400 pairs of the red, white, and blue baggy jeans that she wore in a commercial. Um, she recorded a cover of Journey to the Past for the soundtrack of the movie Anastasia. She also performed that song at the 1998 Academy Awards, making her the youngest singer to perform at the Academy Awards. Her first Grammy nomination was earned by apparently the only song I know of, of Aaliyah's Are You That Somebody. Um, This song peaked at number 21 on the Hot 100. She also scored her first role in a movie in Romeo Must Die, Mm. which was released in March of 2000. It's... I read the synopsis. It's literally Romeo and Juliet. Like, it's exactly that. But it's just called Romeo Must Die. Yeah. God, spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. God. <laughs> um. She also served as an executive producer for that movie's soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um. She recorded four songs for the tr- soundtrack, which included "Try Again," which was released as a single and topped the Billboard Hot 100 charts. The music video won Best Female Video and Best Video from a Film at the 2000 MTV Video Music Awards. Wow, that was a lot of words. (laughs) Anyways, uh, she also earned another Grammy nomination for Best Female R&B Vocalist. A year later, she starred in the movie Queen of the Damned, where she played the role of an ancient vampire, Queen Akasha. 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 I think I'm saying that right. Uh, Filming these two movies caused her third album release to be a little delayed. Um, She said that the break between her second and third albums was longer than she had expected, but it just sort of happened that way with, you know, filming two movies Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, Regardless, Aaliyah's self-titled third album was released on July 17th, 2001, five years after the release of One in a Million. Despite the gap, the album debuted at number two on the Billboard 200, selling 187,000 copies in the first week. In the beginning, Aaliyah was known for wearing baggy clothes and sunglasses because she wanted to be herself. Um, She thought it was very important to stray away from the status quo in order to, quote, differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack. She did, however, eventually change her hairstyle and began covering her left eye, which... That has become her signature look. I'm having some <laughs> flashbacks to our last episode. <laughs> considering, yeah, this was the early 2000s, so TLC was already a thing. Mm-hmm. But um, here's a quote from Robert Criscow. Criscow, whatever. Crisco. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> of The Village Voice. Quote, she was life- and dulcet in a way that signified neither jailbait nor haughty. An ingenue, whose selling point was sincerity, not innocence, and the obverse it implies. So that's a lot of big words. But I I liked it because I wanted to say the word ingenue. So (laughs) that's why I told (laughs) it. Anyways, they really liked her. She got a lot of, like, really good um, reviews from music critics. All right! time <sighs> yes on august 25th 2001 at oh my god think about how close it was to 9-11 august 25th 2001 at 6 50 p.m Aaliyah and some members of her record company boarded a twin engine cessna 402 light aircraft at the marsh harbor airport in abaco i think i fucked that up but it's okay Yes, it's Abaco, because I wanted to call it Abaco. Yes. Abaco Islands in the Bahamas. They were traveling to the Opalaca Airport in Florida following the filming of the Rock the Boat music video. I'm not laughing at the incidents. I'm laughing at the fact that I can't say fucking words. (laughs) So, they had originally planned to return to the U.S. the next day, but they had finished filming early and were eager to return home. The plane they boarded was smaller than the planned plane, but everyone and their equipment was accommodated on board the plane. The plane crashed and caught fire shortly after takeoff, about 200 feet from the end of the runway. Aaliyah and the eight other passengers were killed. Amongst those deceased were Aaliyah, the pilot Luis Morales III, hairstylist Eric Foreman... What?! I know, I know, I did, I said the same thing. But this is spelled F O R M A N. There's no E in it. Um, Anthony Dodd, security guard, (laughs) (laughs) This isn't funny. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Tears. Anthony Dodd, security guard. Scott Gollin, family friend. Keith Wallace, makeup stylist. Christopher Maldonado. And Blackground Records employees Douglas Kratz and Gina Smith. Another pilot, Louis Key, stated that he heard the passengers of the plane arguing with the pilot, Luis Morales. Morales told them that there was too much weight for a safe flight, but the passengers stated that they had to be in Miami by Saturday night. According to the coroner's inquest, Aaliyah suffered severe burns and a blow to the head. The coroner said that had she that she had went into such a state of shock that if she had survived the crash, her chances of recovery would be very slim. Mm-hmm. All of the bodies were transported to the morgue at the Princess Margaret Hospital in Nassau. Nassau? Nassau? Fuck me. I can't say it. Nassau. Nassau. There it sounds like Nassau, yep. Yeah, yeah. Nassau, sorry. The investigation revealed that the plane was overloaded by 700 pounds. And was carrying one more passenger than it was certified for. The investigation also uncovered that the pilot, Luis Morales III, had falsely obtained his pilot license by lying about hundreds of hours that he had never actually flown. The toxicology report on Morales' body also revealed traces of cocaine and alcohol in his system. None of that stepped on your conspiracies, did it?
1: No, it just added to it, so we already know it.
0: Aaliyah's funeral was held on August 31st, 2001, at the Church of St. Ignatius Loyola in Manhattan. Her body was set in a silver-plated copper deposit casket, no idea what that means, which was carried in a horse-drawn glass hearse. So, extra as fuck, and if y'all don't do that for me, we're not friends. There were approximately 800 people in attendance at the procession. I think last night when I was typing this. Sorry, it's really not funny. I just, I'm, I'm uncomfortable, so I'm laughing. Last night when I was typing this, I accidentally typed, there were approximately 800 people in attendance at the performance. And it's not a performance, It's a literal funeral, so (laughs) everything's fine. I'm sorry I suck. So amongst these mourners, are you ready for this, Mm -hmm. were Missy Elliott and Timbaland, obviously, Mm. Gladys Knight, obviously, Lil' Kim, and Sean Combs, a.k.a. P. Diddy. Boys making a comeback. I swear to God, there are two people... Two people that we have talked about in damn near every single episode that has been about a rapper. Two people. hmm The mm-hmm. only one that P. Diddy was not in was Tupac, because he appeared in Biggie and Easy E. There's another rapper that we just recently did. Oh, no, he wasn't in X or Juice. I don't know. Anyways, whatever. So after the service, 22 white doves were released to symbolize each year of Aaliyah's life. She was initially entombed in a crypt on the third floor of a mausoleum in Hartsdale, New York. But in April of 2005, she was moved to a private room at the end of a corridor in the Rosewood Mausoleum. Her father, Michael, passed away in 2012 and was interred in the crypt directly above Aaliyah. Rashad, Aliyah's older brother, delivered her eulogy. So that is the quote that I will end with. Quote. Aaliyah, you left, but I'll see you always next to me and I can see you smiling through the sunshine. When our life is over, our book is done. I hope God keeps me strong until I see her again. As the mourners left the funeral, they all sang Aaliyah's song One in a Million. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking because my voice hates me right now, so Alright, oh, well, let's get into circumstance. <laughs> mm. Hey! Now Erica's having a stroke. <laughs>
1: Yes. Let's get into some conspiracies. I think I said conspiracies, but I meant conspiracies.
0: Hey, conspiracies too, though. Ew. That (laughs) was was really disgusting, and (laughs) I'm sorry.
1: Alright, so, um, some people think the pilot, Luis Morales, was...
0: Fucking Luis! (laughs) Fucking
1: Luis! Um... So, obviously, uh, there was cocaine and alcohol found in his system. Uh-huh. They found it two weeks prior to this incident. And, um, Luis was actually put on probation
0: for Aww, this. Oh, fuck.
1: And, um, basically, if he had told the aviation officials of him being put on probation, he would have lost his license. Like, his license would have been revoked,
0: and... But I thought that he didn't even have a license. Like, everything oh. that I read said that he falsified a bunch of the inf- He, like, lied about a bunch of hours that he had not actually flown.
1: I don't know if this article is said, But, I mean, like, it was, it's a conspiracy article, so right. I would um, trust your info over mine. Okay,
0: well, my info mostly came from Wikipedia, so I don't know about all that. Well, but, you know, it's fine. He either was on probation and should have had his license revoked Or, his license was falsified and should not have even been flying. Whichever. Either way, that's real shitty, Luis. Right. And, um,
1: also in the last four years, that same plane was sighted many times. Like, for just him- Just him flying? Just him doing dumb shit, like something was wrong with the plane, it was too heavy, Oh, like like
0: sighted with a a C instead of sighted, like- Excited.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yes, with the. C. I thought
0: you meant like he was like saw seen saw seen. <laughs> <Seemed. laughs> they seen it. Sorry, I'm done.
1: You're fine. And one of those violations was actually a safety violation. Sure, that makes that that checks out. Um, mm. And his partner Louis Key uh, also complained a lot that there was too many people on board along with baggage. And he also admitted that uh, Luis would have trouble starting the engines a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. And apparently, it was also reported that before the flight, Luis and Al- Aaliyah got into an argument,
0: like about how
1: yes, about he was
0: saying that there was too much shit on the plane, and she was like, "No, mm-hmm. we need to go." Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So it kind of just sounds like this guy was a piece of shit flying. Like yeah. he should not have been a pilot, and that's why I'm so scared of. um
0: planes okay okay but this was a private like a private plane that they like a charter plane commercial flights they check their shit did i tell you about my last flight oh god no from california
1: yeah from we went to atlanta so from atlanta to indy have you seen jurassic park three
0: Yes, but like, I can't d- remember which one it is. Do you remember like the really
1: small plane that they were on and they oh, went yeah. to the island? That's what my plane looked like. All right, and um, Luke left me for dead. That motherfucker fell asleep, and the first thing I said was, "We're gonna crash." And he's like, "Why?" And I was like, "Have you ever seen Jurassic Park 3? <laughs> I was like, "This this is literally the fucking plane from the movie. Like, has to be." So. <laughs> no.
0: This is the plane that they filmed it on. For sure.
1: It was was creaky. I have... Listen, you know how some people are really scared of flying and like they're like, oh my God, the plane is too big. How are we going to be in there? No, 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 no. They've never been on a small plane then because (laughs) like there was a seat missing. There was like the where you put your bags, like a lot of those doors were just broken and you could just hear the creaks. And like the whole time I'm like this, I'm like... This is it. I was like, this is it. And I looked next to Luke and I was like, That motherfucker's sleeping and I'm just gonna die alone. Fuck <laughs> oh, I was so scared.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of flying. It's mm, not my favorite. No, same. It's, it's scary. I'd rather just drive like four days to get yeah. th- to get there. Yeah. Shame. Fuck it.
1: It's fine. Um another conspiracy surrounded by the flight. Uh, a lady by the name of Kathy Landoli. I think it's, I think it's Landolt She's an author and a music journalist. She actually wrote a book about Aaliyah. It's called Baby Girl, Better Known as Aaliyah.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So Kathy, in this book, I guess, questions why Aaliyah got on the plane, knowing she hated flying. So apparently Aaliyah also hated flying. And even argued about being unsafe on the plane. And apparently Aaliyah had a charter plane, uh set to pick her up the next day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but so see, because everything that I read about that was that they just wanted to go home. Right. So maybe Aaliyah was pressured into doing it. Right. Um in this book
1: she mentions a man Kingsley Russell. He made a YouTube video which is now deleted. Oof. Stating how he felt about Kobe's death in January of 2020, and that made him remember something. He remembered the day he watched Aaliyah being carried onto the plane, knocked out, claiming she was given some pills by a member of her team.
0: So, oh, so wait, do you, wait, do you think that they get, like, they sedated her because she maybe put up a fight about,
1: that's what Mr. Kingsley is saying, what he remembers. Okay, well, I don't even know if he was, there. Were there survivors on that plane? No.
0: All of okay, them so died. Okay, so I don't
1: know what part he would have taken in, like how he would have saw that. Like do you think he was just kind of like there helping? <laughs> What's his name? Uh Kingsley Russell.
0: Maybe he lived in Nassau. I can't I still can't say it. I forget. I'm sorry. It's fine. The Bahamas. It's fine. Um mm. Mm. All right. So, and of
1: course, a popular conspiracy. Oh, the Illuminati murdered her. Oh my f- Viewer Listen. discretion is advised. All right. What were you going to say? It's always the Illuminati. I know. Or Suge Knight. Or Suge <laughs> Knight, yeah. It's either the fucking Illuminati <laughs> or Suge Knight. Well, this time it's the Illuminati. Okay, but P-Nitty was there too. Oh, fuck. So we You're right. be sure. You're right. Sorry. Um, Like I said, viewer discretion is advised. Mm-hmm. 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 So, um, the theory states that she was killed as a blood sacrifice. Yeah, oh, like very... I said, I know. Like I said, very viewer discretion advised. Um, many saying, um, many saying Jay Z and Beyonce were ahead of the party. Well, yeah, because they
0: run the Illuminati. Of course, yes. Um, Girls who run the world. Girls who run this mother. <laughs> you know, Ooh, the fucking Beyonce <laughs> I song. Never
1: um, some people question this theory, and conspiracy theorists claim that Aaliyah and Beyoncé were very popular for the same things, and Aaliyah was taking Queen Bee's spotlight, and the Illuminati didn't like that. So uh, they wanted one person to take the spotlight, and they chose Beyoncé. I mean, I don't believe that. I think that is a very far-fetched
0: conspiracy, but so here's the thing know Beyonce personally I mean like like obviously I don't know her and like how she is but also I don't feel like she would orchestrate the death of another up and coming musician you know what I mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a lot to assume mm-hmm. but also I love me some Queen Bee and I'm not going to incriminate her in any way <laughs> shape or form sorry not sorry <laughs> Um, this conspiracy made no sense at all. Oh, fuck yeah. Those are the best ones. But
1: it's fine. So, um, a lot of people were trying to prove this conspiracy. There's literally not even much on it. Like, I just kind of paraphrased the little paragraph I read. So, um, so for example, Aaliyah died August 25th,
0: 2001. Oh, God.
1: Amelia, (laughs) Amelia Earhart. Successfully completed... Her trans... trans Transcontin... Transcontinental. That. (laughs) Fucking that. (laughs) Flight on the same date in 1932. That's the link. It just, you know, fucking Amelia Earhart went up and never came back down and Aaliyah went down. That's basically what they were... Listen, I don't know.
0: That's not even...
1: I don't literally listen, they're that's I love, the
0: conspiracy. Yes.
1: I love. <laughs> listen, I love conspiracy theorists because the places just,
0: their brains yeah, take them. Like
1: that's literally it's literally not even a conspiracy. It's just Amelia Earhart went up and then she Amelia came down.
0: 70 years later
1: on the same date. Ah.
0: Uh, Hi. Okay. I was
1: I was also um you know,
0: Pre blazed. Yeah. No. Pre-blaze. yeah. And so I just
1: thought it was really funny, so I had to throw it in there. It
0: is funny. (laughs) It's just dumb. It is. Why do, how do people come up with these things? I know. Whatever. Um, also
1: some people claimed, of course, Aaliyah had had secret messages in her music. Always. Um, Apparently if you play rock the boat backwards, you can hear cannot be pushed, which is claimed to be a message for the Illuminati.
0: Oh, like saying that she wouldn't be, she wouldn't take part in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm, like, no, burping as I'm talking. You're fine. Okay. Mm. Oh. Oh. All right, R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna right. take a... Take a lean back here so I don't scream into the microphone. All right, so
1: as we know, she was 15. He was 27. <laughs> when they got married. And um, if you would like to know how this happened, um, his R. Kelly's tour manager, Demetrius... Smith helped R. Kelly forge the paperwork stating Aaliyah was 18. Like I said, I don't know if any of this is true. It or, is. It's true. But, I mean, I know that they're married, but.
0: It's true because that literally is the one thing that, in his fucking court trial, in his trial for the bullshit that R. Kelly is, that was he. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but just, uh, how long did you say 2 years. 2 years. See, in this one it said just a few months later they got an annulment.
0: See, I read that hello.
1: Caitlin, did that just come from in there? What's my heart rate? 94 and climbing. It was just at 82. I'm
0: even going to open the door and get murdered.
1: All right. <laughs> I'll throw the mic. I'm sorry. But but our lives depend on it more.
0: Dylan, did you just make a loud noise?
1: here. That sounded like someone was banging, like someone was like knocking or something.
0: Okay, let's just let's just finish up and leave. Uh-huh. I like that. Okay, um, so I read that they got married in nineteen ninety four when her album came out, and then when she that was when she was fifteen, and uh-huh. then in nineteen ninety six is when the marriage was annulled.
1: All right. Okay. So whatever. So we'll st- we'll do with that. So basically, the paperwork came to light. About, like, the forge. Right, right. 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 And, um... I also
0: read... Sorry. I also read that they thought she was pregnant. Oh, really? Yes. Ooh. So that is what, like, pushed them to get married. But also, she was fucking 15. And he was 27. Not... She was not 18. She was...
1: Yeah. Yeah. 15. Okay. And, um, a lot of the people close to Aaliyah claimed he traumatized her. And And fucking
0: tortured her and probably abused her in mm -hmm. more ways than one. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm done. No, you're fine.
1: And at the time, she didn't really want to talk about it. Like, when they divorced, she did not want to talk about it at all. Right. And due to everything that went down, a lot of people, of course, denied the entire situation of them ever being married or together.
0: Yep. It only came out when he was put on trial. And
1: even her own mother, apparently like claimed that she was a li that she was a liar said that she lied and that they were never in a relationship and just called Aaliyah a liar like just deny the whole thing saying okay. that they weren't married that was probably to protect her image right which i get and so basically people were saying that like r kelly was out to get her like don't know how that's a conspiracy into a plane crash there wasn't much to that conspiracy either, just he was out to get her, and this is the reason why. Um, because he was trying to get back at her from- he was just butt hurt.
0: Probably. He's a man. So,
1: yeah, you're very true.
0: Um, his pride and ego was hurt. And also, he probably didn't want her to speak out against him, mm-hmm. because, hello, felony charges! Conspiracy. He just- he- that was my furnace, it's okay. Okay. Whoa! It's okay.
1: <laughs> um. What was I gonna say? I, I was like, know. oh, oh, conspiracy. Like he, he fucked with the plane. He hired the pilot. He
0: tampered with it. Sabotage.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> he hired the pilot. See, yeah. I was like, hey, man, you might die, but if you don't, this
0: is suicide mission. R. Kelly hired the pilot. Exactly. Okay. That's okay. That's it. So, is that all your conspiracies? Mm-hmm. So which one do you think? Just the pilot was being stupid. Yeah, I agree. I don't think- He was
1: on some drugs and alcohol and-
0: Yeah. Fucked up. I can't get behind the Beyonce one. I can't get behind the Amelia Earhart thing. (laughs) And I don't really know. I feel like R. Kelly could have had something to do with it. I feel like- The most likely story to me would be that R. Kelly hired that pilot knowing that he was a shitty pilot right, and like on drugs or that the team that she was with sedated her and carried her Mm -hmm. onto Mm -hmm. the plane, not knowing what was going to happen just because she was afraid of flying. Maybe, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like I understand of the what, anxiety I mean, like,
1: there. Yeah, like, I would believe that, too, just simply because I know there's people out there that take, like, an Ambien on a really oh, yeah. long flight and oh, knock yeah. themselves out, um, so, like...
0: Yeah, there I mean, there are people who have to take it because they get motion sick or have anxiety.
1: And so, like, I would see, like, being forced to because, like, maybe she, maybe she did... Like, I'm not putting words out. Like, I'm not saying this is what she did. But, like, maybe she did take medicine, like, for herself. And then maybe for that flight, she was like, nah, like, we ain't doing this. And then maybe, like, the team was like, hey, take this happy
0: pill. That'll Mm. knock you the fuck out. Right. Unfortunately, I don't think it was anything intentional, really.
1: No, it's just, you know, people, they, their favorite artist passed away or someone that they really admired and they just wanted to...
0: Place the blame somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, most of the blame does fall on the pilot. Mm hmm. Just because, regardless of if he had falsified his license or if he was on probation, either way, he was in the wrong and he shouldn't have been flying. Right. Now, part of the blame also falls back onto the crew mm-hmm. trying to fit. That much shit and that many people onto a plane that couldn't hold that much shit and that many people.
1: Yeah. I really don't understand how people don't have, like, a... Like, a fear?
0: Yeah. Of that? I literally, like... Okay, so... If the plane can hold 2,000 pounds... I don't know how much weight a plane can hold, but... Let's say it can hold 2,000 pounds. The most weight that I would want to be on that plane is, like, 1,500 pounds. (laughs) Like... You you gotta but, have some like nah fifty pounds <laughs> yeah <laughs> not even not even like my dog could ride yeah, on no. that plane. no <laughs> it's fine no I don't I don't I don't think it was Beyonce had
1: nothing to do with it no
0: no Queen but that had was, nothing to do with that it was a good conspiracy was, though
1: yeah I do apologize to anyone that listened to that that was very heavy um but gosh dang yeah that was very heavy yeah like. Listen, I like conspiracies about the Illuminati, but when you do, like, blood sacrifices, oh God.
0: Yeah. It gets real intense. Real intense. Well, uh, thanks for sticking, sticking this out with us. I know there was a lot of banter in this episode, and you guys are probably only hearing about a quarter of it because I probably cut it all out. (laughs) But, um, yeah. Anyways, this comes out after Christmas, a couple days after Christmas, so... Hope you guys had a fantastic Good
1: holidays. Yeah.
0: Uh Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate and mm-hmm. uh Happy New Year. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's get out Some of bitch. this year. We're like 15 days away. Wait a minute. 16 days away from 2022. Mm. How do you feel?
1: Um <laughs> like it was just January yesterday, bro.
0: Yeah. Yes. How? What the fuck? Like it? Like I
1: was telling Luke, Luke, this. Like it doesn't even feel like it's Christmas. Like no. Like not even just like, like I'm not even just talking about like the weather, like how it is outside. Nothing. Like it just like the vibe does not nope. feel like it's Christmas. And it I really felt the doesn't. same way during Halloween. Like I feel like I couldn't even celebrate my favorite holiday because yeah. it didn't even feel like it this was Halloween. Year, this
0: year has been very strange.
1: Yeah, like nobody's really decorating outside mm-hmm. anymore. Like. To me, even, like, Walmart, at least around our location, Walmart, Dollar General, they don't even really got decorations much. <laughs> like, they didn't even really have decorations for Halloween. And I was ready. I was fully prepared to decorate my apartment. I know. Nothing. It's sad. Sad. Everyone's losing, like, their cheer. But, bro, I get
0: it. We're I in think... tough times right now. Yeah. But... I think the pandemic has sort of taken it out of all of us. Yeah. I think that's all we have. Mm-hmm. So the next time we talk to you, it will officially be 2022. <sniffs> oh, damn. It's been a hell of a year. Thank you guys for sticking, sticking it out with us this year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully 2022 will bring some. Some good things. Yeah. Lots of good things. Lots of good things. 2021 was actually a pretty good year for me. I bought about a house? Good job. The only thing I'm, I just need to figure out what I'm doing with my life. Yeah, my dog lived. So it's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a little iffy there for a second, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she's alive. I
1: don't know. Twenty twenty one. It started out okay. Um, it's kind of ending bad, but it's all right.
0: It'll be okay. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Every little thing. It's gonna <laughs> be all right. Don't worry a bad about thing. a thing. Yep, yeah, we're mm-hmm. gonna get copyrighted. It's you know, okay. It's all right. All right. We'll see you guys in the new year. Mm. Bye. Goodbye forever. Thank you for listening to Murder on the Music Scene. Our cover art and our music and editing is done by Caitlin Anderson. Check out our website at murderonthemusicscene.com and don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Murder on the Music Scene. If you have suggestions or comments, email us at scene at gmail.com. All of our episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you would like to support us, you can become a patron on Patreon. Just search Murder on the Music Scene or use the link on our website. Make sure to join us next time for another conspiracy-filled episode of Murder on the Music Scene.